You're listening to Uprising, the Rebuilt Student Podcast. Youth ministry isn't easy, and you don't have much time. That's why this is a car ride's worth of content to help you reimagine, revive, and rebuild youth ministry. Welcome to Uprising, the Rebuilt Student Podcast. I am Allie, your host, joined by Daniel for another car ride's worth of content today. And Daniel, we were just laughing about this, so I know what we are going to talk about, but you can share with everyone, what are you, we, loving today? Allie, you and I both love Mexican food. Yes, that's... And we love a restaurant that's not really Mexican food, but... It's Tex-Mex American Mexican food. It counts. Chipotle. Chipotle. (laughs) You love it more than I do, but I do love Chipotle too. Yeah, I do feel like I have a full-blown addiction, but that is okay. Okay, so my order at Chipotle is a bowl or a salad... We have talked about this on here before. I feel like I'm we're debating sure we've whether we've talked we about it. if we're to, if we say things we're loving. I'm positive I've talked about Chipotle before. You have, maybe I haven't. But a bowl or a salad? What's the difference between a bowl or a salad? The salad has the lettuce on the bottom, and, and it's bigger pieces it of lettuce. You do get a little bit more. You get a I lot, think, and it's bigger. It's the, like a spring mix, yeah, and not just the shredded lettuce. And um, I don't like having it on top. So anyway, uh, <laughs> and then I get chicken, peppers and onions. Mm-hmm. Sour cream, brown rice, black beans. What else? Oh, the hot salsa. Mm-hmm. And corn salsa. That's good. I think that's it. The hot salsa is key. That's the hot my favorite. A lot key. of people don't like mm-hmm. it. It's too spicy. It's the best part, mm-hmm. though. I yeah, love it. I love, I love it too. We like spicy. I will say the way you just told your order for all listening who are big chipotle people like me you went totally out of order of the line and what how you order it (laughs) (laughs) i get a bowl and no rice or beans steak i don't really like their chicken i love their steak though steak lots of fajitas veggies too the peppers and onions are good and then the mild salsa the corn salsa cheese lettuce and then the hot salsa on the side with some chips to help eat it. Nice. That's good. And do you ever get two bowls? <laughs> I should have never told you this. I got a BOGO coupon for Chipotle yesterday and didn't have anyone to eat with. So I got two bowls for the price of one. So I have dinner two nights in a row of Chipotle. And I am I have no shame about that, all right? Allie is really loving Chipotle this week. I, this week, it's all about Chipotle for me. Well, that is what we are loving this week. Right now, today, we are in the first week of a brand new series called The Art of Group Talk. We will be going over content from The Art of Group Talk books, which is from Orange. We talk about Orange a lot. They have awesome resources, and The Art of Group Talk is one of them. There's multiple books within this whole series, so each episode we are going to dive in specifically to each book and its content. So it's all about having, as you could guess from the title, great conversations in small groups with the next generation, starting with the youngest, which are the kids. So even though we are a student ministry podcast, great student ministry starts with kids who grow up in the church. So we're talking about this today. Plus, we are both diving into kids much more this year because of new positions. Daniel is now the director of the Next Generation Ministry here at Nativity, which starts from six weeks old all the way up to 12th grade. So you are in the thick of it, Daniel. 
in the thick and <laughs> Allie's doing lots more with kids as well. Mm-hmm. So we are just learning a lot and diving in um, with smaller kids, but really that's where the foundation is set for mm-hmm. youth ministry. And so that's why we wanted to talk about this, even though it feels like it's a little bit out of our usual scope for this podcast. So the first thing in all of this for the whole series, I think, is to know these small co- small group conversations matter. Every one of them that we have each week matters because the cumulative effect matters. It's investment over time. Not mm-hmm. every one of the small group uh, conversations is going to feel great um, or have a great quality to it, but the consistency and the safety that you develop in those conversations is what leads to the relationships and the trust and the influence that we want our groups to have. Yes. So this first book that we're talking about today, focusing on kids, we are just going to kind of overview the major topics that it dives into on how to have these great conversations. And the first step of that is by preparing for the conversation. So that means rehearsing um, prior to small group. We provide for our small group leaders all throughout our first through 12th grade programs, what we call a small group guide. That can be activities and icebreakers and some fun things to start off your time in small group, and then also questions to dive deeper into that conversation. So part of that preparation is reading through that small group guide before you meet with your group so that you know what where the conversation might lead that night. And then think to yourself of how your group members may respond to those questions that you pose or could you see them not responding? Is that question a little too deep? And how can I reword it so it's not as intimidating for them? How would I answer that question personally? Or what could I do to engage them a little bit more and be a good follow-up question to that? So rehearse those conversations in that way. Another fun way to prepare for your small group is by packing a survival kit. Um, These can be practical pieces that you can have your group list in it, print out your small group guide, whatever you may want to have, but also the fun things, especially for kids. They can get a little antsy. Maybe you have some fidget spinners or Play-Doh or a deck of cards and a game in there just for those moments in small group where you may need to turn to that survival pack to have a little bit of fun. And then, of course, another way to prepare is to pray. Pray for yourself, for your leadership in the conversations that come in that small group, but also pray for the kids, for their openness to the conversation, to their time in small group, for their growth in their own spirituality, and call on the Holy Spirit to be present in your group and your conversations. So first step is to prepare. Let's be honest. How many of our leaders do you think prepare like that every week? Some, some some do because of their personality, right? Mm-hmm. We don't say that very often, though. So these are going to seem like, I think, fairly obvious things like, oh, yeah, that course, that makes sense. Of course, you'd prepare. Read through it before you get there and you look down and you're but like, But they need oh. to be told to do that. Mm-hmm. It's not as intuitive as it would seem. All right. So first step is to prepare. That's how you start a great conversation. Second step is to connect. So before a kid can engage in a conversation about a God who cares about them, they may need to connect with people who care about them. That's a lot more tangible for a kid to experience the people that they're in the room with. So bring that survival kit, like Allie was talking about. And a great idea that they had in this book is to have a couple of confetti poppers in there. I think you can get them like at the dollar store, those little confetti poppers. And when you have a new kid that comes, pop a little confetti and celebrate celebrate it. Oh, that's sweet. It's a great (laughs) connection point, right? 
Um, another time that you can connect is really before the group starts. We serve pizza or Chick-fil-A if it's not a program that's on a Sunday. <laughs> um, and food and games and stuff just at the beginning to let them connect with each other and have leaders go around and connect with them and check in, mm -hmm. have a secret handshake. I don't know, but it's a good time <laughs> to connect and then connect during the group. Realize that some stories are okay. You want to stay on track a little <laughs> bit, but some stories are okay. Kids are going to want to tell Especially you about their, with kids, yes. yeah, what their dog did this week or, you know, what their great aunt Sally came over and said to their mom. I don't know what kids are going to tell you about, <laughs> but, um, and then we think for kids, we struggle with this for students a little bit on how to do icebreakers and games. But I think mm -hmm. for kids, it's especially important because mm -hmm. it's an active component um, where they're getting up and moving or doing something and really thinking and engaging. So it's especially important for kids. Um, and then one last way to connect just briefly here, we're doing these very quickly, is to check in about their week mm -hmm. and call these high lows. What was the high of your week was mm -hmm. low weather reports rose I, thorns yeah i do rosebud thorn them. for my small group yes yes definitely connect the third um little tip or what's the word i want to say i don't know just your the way you have a great small group conversation especially with kids is to know and no i don't mean knowledge i don't mean learn or what you your own intelligence I mean know them a kid won't feel known until someone knows them know their name know what they like what they don't like take your time developing the depth in your relationship um, that's going to take time it's not going to happen overnight it's not going to happen in your first small group meeting it takes time to it goes back to what Daniel was saying about the connection this happens when you check in about their week or you hear those little stories that they go off on find the balance of really getting to know them because they won't listen they won't fully trust or feel comfortable until they feel that they're known by you and accepted so take that time to learn things about them and also know their world there are some things that you can say that are appropriate to say there are some things not to say some things that might be sensitive to them and then also what to celebrate and that comes with the connection and time that you get to know them um Know also your extroverts and your introverts. That'll take time, but it comes pretty quickly. You'll be able to tell who is, who's the mo more outgoing kids of the group and who isn't. And it's okay to treat those kids differently. When you're in the middle of a conversation and it's not really going anywhere, you might want to put someone on the spot to answer a question because no one's speaking up. You might not want to pick on your introverted kid in that moment. There are other times when an introverted, more introverted kid won't want to step up and answer a question because they're not one to cut off someone else who's talking, but you can invite them to join the conversation and they will step up. So know them, know their personalities and know um, how they best form in the conversation and jump into the conversation and feel most comfortable. Yeah. And then you also want to, um, I just love this idea for the survival kit, which is to have some sort of sound effect, like when there's something big that happens for somebody and you really want to celebrate it, like have that sound effect ready on your phone and you can just play it. Oh, like when they go through their week, like they aced a test this week. Yeah, you play ding, like- Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. There's, there was that commercial a while ago that was like, um, burr, burr, burr. I, don't, I can't <laughs> even do it. I'm not even gonna try. You just tried. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we have so far to prepare, to connect, to know, and then this is the point where I think you can really engage. 
So you've connected with them, you know who they are, you've kind of built these relationships, and then you can engage and not just talk. I mean, you could say that this is sort of the, the moment that the talk really begins. And that's important, but also this is the time when they're engaging. That might mean listening, responding, being mm-hmm, respectful, mm-hmm. summarizing, thinking, sharing, questioning, discussing, debating, uh, making their own and personalizing. It could be any of those ways of engaging, but you can clearly see that they're engaged on a different level. Um, I think with kids especially, it's really important to stay very concrete. So they may not be ready to think in abstract terms or analogies. I've tried to throw out analogies for kids before. It is very difficult. Mm-mm. You can compare things, um, but compare with the very concrete world that they know. Mm-hmm. That's what's helpful for them. Um, they won't remember every conversation that you have, but they will remember more than you think. So we set the rule for all of our leaders, kids, student leaders, to speak less and listen more. And we say 80-20. Mm-hmm. Listen 80% of the time, speak 20% of the time um, or less and see how that works for you. Um, And just a really simple way of thinking about this, this is going to sound, again, overly simplistic, Mm -hmm. but it's a, it just needs to be said, look at the person who's speaking Mm -hmm. in the group. Mm -hmm. You can get really distracted as a leader when Johnny's doing something over here and Billy's got his hand in his armpit and is trying to make (laughs) fart noises. So let those things go for a second, unless they become such a distraction that you can't. But look at the person who's talking, focus on them, summarize what they're saying, and then ask questions back to them. Um, It's simple, but we may not actually do that, especially when we're Mm -hmm. leading. We can get distracted easily, too. So it's also important, as you do it, to teach others in the group to do it um, because it teaches everyone to be curious and participate. Yeah, model that engagement as a leader to start. That's great. And continuing on, we have a lot um, on engagement is also just controlling less and leading more. Now, the destination in small groups isn't knowledge. You're not here to teach necessarily. It's application. It's being able to help these kids personalize and apply what they're hearing and learning. So the best way to do that and the best way to grow the engagement in these conversations is to ask better questions, not just questions that are one word or fact-based, that there's no right or wrong answer. It's not a yes or no question. Instead, questions that are open-ended, opinion-based, invite the feedback. They don't in, don't have a right answer. Invite them into creativity in their own thought process. Questions like, have you ever blah, blah, blah? Or what do you think about this? What do you think would happen if this happened? What's one thing you can do this week to fill in the blank? So ask better questions. And you can also, as a leader, to an appropriate level, share your own experiences, share opinions, observations, and ideas so that they know it's a safe space for them to as well. Also, as Daniel was saying, listen 80% of the time, value that silence. Silence can be very uncomfortable, especially when you're trying to lead a discussion. It's okay to sit in that silence sometimes. It's okay to just let the question sit out there for people to think, give them a minute for them to collect their thoughts, decide what they want to say, and share. You, it's a balance of knowing how long to let it go on, but don't be scared of that silence. It can actually be something to really value. Also, it is kids we're working with, but even if it's teens, underreact. We never know what might come out of their mouth, and it might be funny, it might be ridiculous, it might be inappropriate. So don't overreact. 
Because it might be shocking too, especially the older they you. get. They're yeah. probably testing you the older as they turn into teens. It could be something shocking or upsetting or that you totally don't agree with or don't even know how to answer or respond to. It's all okay because it's a safe place. So practice underreacting, which is definitely easier said than done, but it is a value to help that engagement. Also, script less and improvise more. It goes back to that preparation that we talked about. If you've looked over the questions beforehand, that means you don't have to have that paper in your hand and read right off of it, asking the word-for-word question that we had written out to you. It's called a discussion guide. So take it for what it is. Go just improvise and follow the conversation, follow the flow of what your small group is sharing and change the questions as necessary. Try an activity if sitting and talking just isn't working right now. Some small groups will write down their answers and then put them all in a circle and everybody picks out one to read out loud. There's different ways to get creative and still be engaged. Daniel also said something about really getting to know and connect with your small group members as well is to let them go off and share their stories, especially kids. What did you say? Great Aunt Sally is just came over and said something this week. Yeah, or what your dog did. And yep. Kelly always had this uh, this kind of standard, though. Does this story relate to what we're talking about? Mm-hmm. Okay, it doesn't? Well, let's share that later, Allie. At the end, yes, <laughs> which I think is good. And you can follow the rabbit trails sometimes. And sometimes you need to let it come back in. Don't follow the rabbit trails into the park next door. No. But you can follow it through the yard a <laughs> little a, bit. Yes, exactly. But you'll find that balance on your own. Is it engaging to what the purpose of this conversation is? Or is it just them sharing to share? But in the end, you as a leader can go with your gut. Customize the general plan for your specific group. You know your kids better than anyone else after you've been with them for a while. We're not in your small group with you week to week. Your leaders aren't, but you are. So go with your gut, lead and engage through that. So all of this we feel like is kind of our leader 2.0. So we give lead small to our Mm -hmm. leaders as a first book. And then this is like when you want to take it to the next level as a leader. Um, so, so far we've talked about prepare, connect, know, engage. And then the final chapter in this book, the art of group talk for kids and preschoolers is move. And we'll just simply say it this way. If you want to move the few kids that you have in your group, give them a next step. Mm -hmm. Make sure that you give them concrete steps for what to do. If you want to move your few, you can pray together. If you want to move your few, say something meaningful. Mm. Those moments are fewer. Um, It's not going to be every week Mm -hmm. when those things come up. Mm -hmm. I mean, prayer, yes, you can do that every week. But all of this kind of accumulates and you're able to actually move them, you know, like once a semester or once Mm -hmm. a month, maybe if you have a really great group. So don't expect those every week, but they are possible. All right. And to end, Allie. One bright idea, Daniel. One bright idea. Our bright idea is a really big one this week. Pretty simple, straightforward. Get these books. (laughs) We love them and they're really helpful. The Art of Group Talk, they have one for kids, teenage boys, and teenage girls, which we'll be talking about in the coming weeks. Every conversation with your small group matters, but these books can really help your conversation to matter even more. week to week read them yourself give them to your leaders to your co-leads all of the things they are great great aunt sally your great aunt sally they are a great resource 
Well, thanks so much for joining us on Uprising today. We love you all very much. Join us next time as we talk specifically continuing the Art of Group Talk series on how to lead better conversations with preteen boys.